Welcome to Open to Truth. My name's Clinton. Hey, I'm Tony. Welcome back. I have a fun one for us today. All right. And this will just kind of be shooting from the hip. Okay. We have not really planned this. We were joking around about it beforehand. Yeah. This is not a well thought out credo we're about to present. You're going to see means. us constructing and making sense of reality as we go. Right. Hopefully. <laughs> and it's a little more whimsical yeah, yeah. of a topic. It's pretty lighthearted. It's not at the deep nature of reality. It shouldn't cause an existential crisis. Maybe some just some conceptual uh, juggling. Reframing. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. Hit us with it. What is it? <clears throat> the topic is recreation. Okay. And I just want to know more about it. We want to get clear on what it is. What is it? How long can I be doing that until I should be done doing because it? Because it seems like you like it. You have some idea of what it is and you like recreation. I do. And you want to know how much recreation is permissible. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, sometimes I'm also engaging in work. Mm-hmm. And I view that as not being recreation, at least at the outset. I'm happy to be okay. convinced otherwise. And then there's whole region of rest. Right. So are we lumping like play and rest into recreation? Oh man. R and R. What are they what's that stand for? Rest and recovery? Or is it rest and relaxation? I think that. Well not rest and recreation. No, no. Okay. <laughs> so rest rest my all of that would be recreation. Play, rest, relaxation. All um, falls under recreation. My I don't know about that. Okay. And that's only because I view sleep as falling under rest. Yes, and but thus, not under recreation. So, ipso facto, sleep would be under recreation. But a nap can be <laughs> recreational. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like to do it? Is it in your spare time? Yes. Then it's recreational. Then yeah. it's recreational. Okay, so let's start by talking about work, maybe. So you set that up as being in opposition to recreation. Right. Recreation is what you love to do. Get, okay, let me just. I'll ask this. If we get to the end of this discussion... It would be good news to you if you found out it's permissible to be in recreation mode all the time. You would, all things considered, you would rather be in recreation mode. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Not yet. sure. So, but that is that does seem a little bit like the view. That's like the classic guidance counselor advice when you're yeah. in high school. You're doing your career planning or aptitude tests, and they just ask you the question. You know, what could you do? If you weren't going to be paid for it and you just... Yeah. Imagine money's no object. I'm sorry. You're just... Yeah. Money's no object. Right? What are you going to spend your time doing? Oh, or... Playing video games. Yeah. Okay. Find what you really love to do and you'll never work a day in your life. Right. Because you huh? love what you're doing. So yeah. that makes me think the underlying philosophy of work or principle is work as mindset. Okay. It is purely a mental thing whether you are at work or not at work. It doesn't matter... The act, it does not matter about the activity. I do think that. You do at, think that? At this moment. Maybe by the end of the episode it will be different. Okay. But right now I do think <laughs> whether or not something is work is primarily a reflection of the mind of the person who is doing it. And here's why. Mm-hmm. It's just because of how I'm using that word. Work is that which I do because I must in order to survive or continue my existence in some way. It's a necessary thing I have to do that requires effort, effort that I need to expend surviving. That's as opposed to energy wow. I can expend on non-survival related activities. That's recreation. And so just to be very clear, yeah, I don't mean to try to trap you. No, no, please, please <laughs> trap me, trap me. So are you saying whenever I'm doing what you just said, engaging in things that are necessary to survive, 
than I'm working. No, come on. Breathing. Is that where you were going to go? I wasn't. I was going to, I was thinking of cooking my meals. That can be work. Okay. So, yes. okay. Well, you just need to decide whether it's a necessary or sufficient condition. Mm. You just want to say necessary. I'm saying necessary. Yeah. But not sufficient. Not that alone will cause you to be in work mode. Right. That's the work, thing. It's a mode. It is it's a mode. I want to say it's a mode of the mind that says I'm doing this purely for some future benefit that it will provide, but not for the joy of the activity itself. Mm. I'm cooking because ugh, I need to eat. I have hunger pains. Yeah. That's different from I'm cooking because what a joy it is to cut up some onions and fry them up. Yeah. Well, even just yesterday, uh, I bought a house and I've been painting the yep. entirety of the first floor, basically. Yep. And I jumped in and out of work all day. Yes. Although I maintained the same activity of painting. At the same pace? Pace might have varied. Yeah, yeah, pace might have varied. But there but are times when I'm really jammed and I'm going along with it. Yeah. And I'm, I was not working. I, I was know. just kind of in the flow of... I, I know, man. That's but, the thing. And even there, was I recreating? I was recreating my room in a yeah. way. But then other times when I got to the more frustrating parts like trim work and detail i felt like work like oh man but I, you would just say i'd to rather somebody, be doing almost anything you'd say to, right you would say to somebody i worked on my house yesterday i did i said i worked nine hours yesterday but it wasn't all terrible no no i had great joy in it yeah it was mine you know it's my house i'm making it better i but, remember i think this is how you and i became friends we were hired by a guy to <laughs> Like a hundred dollars each for how many hours work? Forty-eight hours or something? Oh, a ton! Yeah, like a, just setting up this enormous outdoor event, tents, and making sure vendors are happy and whatever. Very little sleep was had, maybe mm -hmm. a few hours. So you're you're just going for it for like forty-eight hours in the hot sun, and it was grueling. It was physically grueling, but we had a blast doing that. Yeah. At least I did. Yep. I thought that was such a hoot driving around in the golf cart and. <laughs> The water was really refreshing. There's even a little bit of novelty, like running on low sleep, like, oh, it's painful, but there's some joy to let's go sneak a nap while he's not looking kind of thing. Right. Um, so there for me, sometimes the line between work and play gets blurry. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I do take pleasure in what would otherwise be work. Um, but Well, I'm just trying to get clear, but that doesn't make sense on the mindset view. I know. Yeah. I'm having a hard there, time. There are it. no activities that are otherwise work or not work. Digging ditches, writing computer code, uh, teaching children, preaching a sermon at your church. All of it can be either work or not work, depending on, I kind of think, whether or not you have a virtuous mentality upon wow. you. The virtuous man never works. Oh, man. I kind of want. Do I'm, you want to say I'm in, that? I'm intrigued by that thought. Yeah. The now, man does no work. my hesitancy to fully embrace that is just kind of my, I don't know, even in my seminary training, trying to give a theology of vocation yeah. and work and that it's something that God blesses in a way. So they'll, they'll often point yes. to early Genesis, man is tasked with tending to the garden. The mandate. Yeah. Uh, naming the animals, keeping it. I don't know what. Be fruitful, entail. multiply. I don't know if there are weeds. Subdue it on the story, but <laughs> right. Um, so that work was part of the original plan. Yes, and so work is good. But my work as mindset 
theory as it Does stands work might doesn't have to exist on that minds on that yeah view. now maybe there's a difference okay okay mm-hmm. we're getting somewhere here maybe the difference is um in whether or not what you're doing is creative or not so maybe there's this whole other sphere so creative acts i think are a gift they can be done with either a work mindset or a play mindset so you can begrudgingly build a wall brick by brick Mm -hmm. and hate it or you can compose a song note by note and really enjoy it both are creative acts and if i was going to say anything was a blessing from god a gift from god it would be the power to create the ability to engage in creative activity is the gift what's the gift what do you mean that's the gift just that Mm -hmm. we have the ability to be creative to recreate okay uh but that can you think of any work that's not that way traditional notion of work is there literally any any work that's not creative yes i can't i maybe not but i can think of forms of r&r play some other circle that's also not creative but also isn't work Mm. eating cheetos on the couch watching netflix not creative not work creating fat cells what? <laughs> yeah what's that what do you call that is that recreation that's sloth it would okay but it would normally end up in the recreation category right um yeah yeah so maybe but not that's when you br- words- not when you bring this robust creativity stipulation to it yeah that's where i'm thinking sometimes these terms are breaking down for us that's in the non-work category let's say in the traditional sense yes i think okay i mean there are so let's even push into that further there's certainly been times when i have been in that lounging state yeah and have not it's not been joyful right i felt like bad about myself the whole time i'm yeah done that yeah when you got those two going on at once i Mm -hmm. don't feel like exerting myself but I'm also suffering by so being So I wasn't bored. working, though. We don't want to say that. No, you weren't On this working. mindset view. And neither were you recreating. No. Just this third... You're just existing. Right. Just vaguely frustrated at the world and yourself. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe maybe we need to just be careful how we're using these terms moving forward. But the other question I was interested in is mm-hmm. how much how much play is too much. Oh wow. Well, how what would be the standard to which you would judge that claim? I don't know. Uh I guess if you have other responsibilities that you ought mm-hmm. if there's an ought thrust upon you from some other responsibility, some other way you should be spending your time. Well, I kind of wonder so no, you're buttressing up against something interesting i think i might have mentioned in the ethics podcast a a little while ago this notion of super irrigation yeah latin origin of a word basically means going above and beyond the call of duty Mm -hmm. or actions that are good but not morally required and there's a way in which you can start talking about this where you make that category of actions evaporate to where every single moment of time you're always compelled by right. duty. So everything that's good is also required. Right. 
So there's actually a certain amount of time you should be re- recreating. Mm. And then suddenly there's a cutoff moment where you've spent too long. You should be and there's some other else. duty in the world, whether it's a uh, child rearing, spending time with your wife, well, tending to your house, tending to the world's needs, your community. And there's all these duties that finally divide up your life like on a, a hard disk space yeah, yeah. drive when you're uh, defragmenting your disk. <laughs> yeah. It's all partitioned up. And every single moment of the day is demanded of you by some duty you have. I don't love that view. I would like it to be the case where I do have obligations. And periodically I enter into times where I am not morally obligated to do a certain thing externally. And then it is genuine free time that I can do with as I will, as long as I don't violate something, you know, how do you, how do you then solve the problem of, uh, there is always something better you could be doing. Yeah. That's what, that's what they're going to come back with. Yeah. You, Anytime you want to sit down and play Fortnite, imagine if you just went and served at a homeless shelter and gave people soup or something or walked the street uh, looking to bless people or something. <laughs> like, I don't know, but yeah. doesn't it seem like there would always be something better that you could do? Is it ever the best thing you could do to sit down and play Divinity Original Sin 2? <laughs> Name drop the game <laughs> we're currently playing. Um is it ever the best thing? Or does it have to? Is that too high a bar? Maybe it doesn't have to be the best thing. We're not. Always no, I, I wrote a paper in seminary that was all about you must always do the best thing. Okay, so you want to stick to that. And then. I had best in all caps and it referred to a very <laughs> particular term. Okay, okay. <laughs> but um, I want to say <clears throat> that the best thing may not always be uh, like singular. In nature, that a, a multitude of different things could be equally best at once. Wow. That's a possibility. Okay. Um, but is Fortnite one of them? <laughs> I think, well, okay, one way to push back would be that you would fail to perform well in your other duties. Just in virtue of being a human being, mm-hmm. you need times of recharging. Yeah. And you can't always be doing things that are work. But then earlier, me and the conversation will come back and say, we'll just have a better mindset about it. And none of it's work. Right. So, I don't know. Wow, you're talking yourself into circles. But but I appreciate the notion that I can't spend all of my time giving of myself to others. I think there's something about the human condition. Self-care. Where you need... And this isn't just just physical uh, rest. Like... Yes, if I worked a construction job outside, I would be exhausted at the end of the day physically and I will just bump up eventually against limits of what my body will and won't do. Muscles Mm -hmm. will fatigue, won't be able to do it. But I feel like on an emotional level, mental level, maybe spiritual level, something similar happens in other lines of work where maybe you're dealing with people a lot. I can imagine counselors going home at the end of the day just emotionally exhausted from the stuff that they've had to listen to. And... So it it would make sense to me that you couldn't just continue in that productive state of of outpouring, giving yourself to others consistently mm-hmm. without some kind of refilling or um, recharging time, even if it's not physical, even if it is mental or emotional. But wouldn't I, I hear you? And that, that is how I live. Okay. But as we, 
you know, kind of push the boundary of thinking of what the ethical way to live is, what should I be doing, not yeah. just what do I do, is I think your point is a powerful one. Like, aren't there better or worse ways to recreate? Yeah. So, like, it's almost rhetorical. Like, is it the best use of your time to play Fortnite for four hours on a Friday morning? Mm. Well, no, probably not. Yeah. You know, there are other ways I could spend that time, get the same amount of recharge, uh, but also be productive, something that's satisfying to my soul or no, or I don't know. I don't, I'm confused. <laughs> it's high about praise it. for Fortnite. I know. Well, <laughs> like I think of one of my other go-to recreational activities is music making. Mm -hmm. If I'm making music, recording, producing, whatever. And to me, that would be worth, I wouldn't, well, my lack of knowledge about it, it, is, it, it would be total work. It I, can be one or the other for me. It mm -hmm. really can. It can start out as play and quickly become work as I have ah. an idea that I can't translate to my speakers easily. Mm. And I'm like figuring out what chain of effects I need to get this exact sound that I want. Uh, or if I start with a few creative ideas and then hit a creative wall and it's like I, mm -hmm. I want to keep working on the song but nothing's coming and I have no good ideas, then it begins to feel frustrating to me and the, the spirit of joy leaves very quickly. Yeah. So... I don't know if there are there's something about low effort recharging, you know, that can happen. That's where I wanted to distinguish between creativity and, hmm. and well, say more about that. So well, I think we playing? already distinguished that creative acts can be either work or play, but both require effort. Both require energy. Whereas there are other, recreational maybe we'll say activities that require very little energy and might rejuvenate me for example the doritos and netflix thing mm. yeah so i i want to push back on your claim which was that you know you didn't say this verbatim but instead of playing fortnite you should make music you'll be just as recharged well no because one of them is a creative activity even if i'm doing it with a spirit of joy in life or whatever i still might it still takes something from me to do it mm. versus a very passive form of entertainment, like watching a story being told to you on a TV or something. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. I don't know. But do you, but then do you walk away from your binge sessions and really feel great about yourself? No, there, Cause there, I don't, it can be too long. Yeah. See, I don't You can do it for too long. Yeah. I think, uh, well, I'm just, again, just shooting from the hip. Yeah. There's something about having a purpose or aim to it. And we, I think we say this in a lot of episodes and it's just, but it's cause it's just good life advice. Yeah. It's just the notion of being intentional. Sure. And like, why am I even just having the thought to yourself? What am I about to do? Why am I about to spend this time doing this? Why am I doing this now? Just give us a little thesis statement yeah. for the next few hours. Justify why you're doing it. Um, I think that could help. And then as you start mindfulness, as you start to buttress up against that, like kind of artificial time limit on recreation where you start to feel scuzzy afterwards, yeah, you do start to feel that yeah. at some point you start to feel seedy. Your face needs to get washed. Like, right. I need to go do something else. <laughs> I mean, years ago, we were just oh deeply in the throws of World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah. I, I, hours and hours. When I was a teenage, so, I would yeah. put in 16 hour days in the summer. Get up, incredible. Nothing else except eating food and going to the bathroom, and then World of <laughs> Warcraft. Sixteen hours, go to bed, get up, do it again. And did you feel 
Oh, greasy. Bad. I could smell myself. It was horrible. Yeah. That's why I, I knew it was time to go. I can smell myself. I need Just to go the, have a shower. The body clock. Yeah. No, I didn't finish those days feeling great about myself. It was yeah. a little bit of a tragic looking, uh, at, looking at my hands like, what have I become? And so you... <laughs> And so your claim is that, if I'm hearing you correctly, there is some part of being a human person that craves to engage in that creative project. Yes. And so when that is not being fulfilled, I'm going to feel bad about my day. I didn't use my day properly. The, yes. There is a uh, deep satisfaction which can be felt and had by developing a skill or an art say and getting really good at it mm -hmm. now i think there might be no more deeply satisfying activity for the human than to really hone a skill and get great mm -hmm. at something and this is coming a little bit out of a book i mentioned a while ago that i read called flow which talks about the science of optimal experience it's this idea that humans we we will either quit things because they're too hard and frustrating or we will not do them because we're bored by them. And there's a kind of equilibrium that can be found between the challenge that is presented to you and your skill level. And when they're appropriate for each other, mm, that's the sweet spot. That's the sweet spot. That's when you like with your painting. That's when maybe you found it challenging. I don't know, but that's when you enter your flow state. It's kind of a Zen moment of yeah. becoming one with the activity. Right. And you, I lose, loved it. you lose track of time. That's optimal experience, man. That's, comes from developing how do i be in that all the time i don't see i don't know is that the secret that's to... the secret of the zen masters uh, <laughs> they they maybe meditating is their skill or something it's a mental skill yeah. that they are engaged in all the time but i've definitely experienced that where um how can how can you live a life of flow i don't know if you like, can i don't know if you can live a whole like life driving in medina mm. is a pretty low challenge I don't, well, my skill yes. level compared to, I'm, I'm not to, no, you're right. I don't feel like I'm bragging. It's just no. driving a car <laughs> in America. Hard. Uh, I have a way higher skill level of driving than what's demanded of me regularly on the roads. Yeah. Not that I'm like a crazy good driver. Just, you know, yeah. I'd like to think I can maneuver it more than is asked of me on a road. <laughs> and so how could I ever enter a flow state while driving? Yeah. Good. I don't know. But on the other hand, well, there have been times when I'm just, I don't even it seems dangerous. Right. I think we've all had You don't to, remember driving? I don't remember that last two miles of driving. I've no. just been kind of honed in on listening to the radio or right. something. You've been somewhere else mentally. I've been, I've been stopping at the stop signs I've and stoplights, I guess. We really yeah. put a lot of trust in our <laughs> unconscious abilities. It's but frightening to think that everyone else is doing that at the same time on the road. Just a bunch of automatons. Just <laughs> Everyone's out to lunch. Self-driving cars already exist. So <laughs> one thing you could do is this is a great joy for me is listening to music as a flow experience and it might help if you are a musician and can kind of appreciate the layers of production and stuff but will you sometimes just sit and listen to music yes wow with I headphones i'll put headphones on and i will sit and i will listen closely is that a problem with me or no. a different personality <laughs> i just think it's like different i will desires. almost always play a game of free cell if I'm doing some other... Why? See, but why is that? Why do you need a second <laughs> stimulus? Why do you want that? I want to feel like I'm accomplishing something. You're not, mate. It's free sell. How many games have you played? Over 20,000. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> accomplishing something. Yeah. 99% win rate. Oh, my God. Yeah, I only well, lost because I loaded up the impossible games. <laughs> just to see what they're like. They're, they're unwinnable. Yeah. yeah. But... Yeah. Well... 
all of that to say, I mean, this book flow uh, talks about people who you wouldn't think would be able to endure certain conditions, like say prison inmates who have been in you know prisoners, oh, prisoners of war, and they're stuck in there for ages, and somehow that some of them manage to thrive, and it's those who are able to somehow gamify the experience so that they can enter a flow state, whether it's counting exercises or I don't even know what they would How do. How do they know to do that? How do they, who know to do what? How do the inmates know to about flow mechanics? I think it's a natural... Oh. So the, the You'll author, find a way to cope. Yeah. The author talks about it as... It's kind of funny, the language they use. Ta- uh, flow is what we try to do to minimize or negate psychic entropy. Just the wow. the brain collapsing on itself. Maybe that's what it is. We stave off, it is. We stave off boredom. This is why uh, if you're sitting somewhere, you might start tapping, tapping your foot. You might wow. hum a song to yourself. There's so many little unconscious things that we do to stave off boredom, just to give us some kind of, I'm here, I'm alive, like stimulus, you know? Well, when <clears throat> my son a few years ago, just he's been slow on the verbal mm-hmm. path, at least at first. Now yeah. he's doing pretty well, but we had the developmental psychologist mm-hmm. come to the house and test him. And this is where I encountered the term stimming. Stimming, okay. And that's just exactly what you're describing. Oh, yeah. Little kids, we used to notice that he'd be standing in front of the TV and kind of like jittering his teeth and shaking. Moving moving his body, yeah. Uh, Like the TV was not enough. Yep. And why is he doing that? And sure enough, I'm on my computer listening to something and playing free feverishly trying to beat my record time at free cell. Pot calling the kettle black. That's funny. I just realized that about myself. Yeah. Um, Maybe I'm stimming. I think we we really all do. Mm. I think staving off boredom is something we do. Without thinking about it, a lot of the time, it's ter- boredom is terrible. I mean, yeah, I don't like that. No, so I fail. You don't like that. You I do fail it? at staving it off sometimes. You achieve Meaning, boredom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meaning I have become bored at times. <laughs> yeah. How how what's the longest you've sat in that state of boredom there? Have you ever just sat with it and see what happens? I don't reckon you have. No, I don't. No. So what I usually do. This is so sad is I immediately go, not immediately, but once I realize I'm in the thick of boredom, mm. I go to Google and I type in like best video games the past decade and oh. I'll try to find like, what's some new thing I don't know about? Just staving off psychic entropy. But I, I know about most of them already. Yeah, you've heard about and it. All the good ones. <laughs> and so sometimes I'll end up just downloading an old one that I've done before. And play it again. At least it's a little bit of something. Wow. Isn't that pathetic? When well, I should I, just, if, I should just be going to the next room and playing with my child. See, I don't know if it's pathetic, but it is interesting to me that what is it that's so unbearable about boredom? It's a mental condition. It's not pain. Don't want to waste my life. Is that? But wait, if no, that can't be it because your answer to it is let me get another video game and play it. But that's something. I'm getting some pleasure. So what's waste? Doing nothing is the waste you're afraid of? I mean, I'm a broken man, maybe. No, I'm yeah. not having to go at you on the podcast, <laughs> mate. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of what is it about boredom that we find so unbearable. Couldn't I just sit with it? Would I go insane? Is that what would happen? I think so, eventually. I yeah. would, how long would it take for me to go insane from boredom? I bet Google knows the answer to that. Hmm. I don't know. Well, we don't... For sure, we shouldn't go down the rabbit hole. Right. But just, I'm, I'm noticing a tie-in to... The question about like, would you want to spend eternity in heaven? Yeah, and some atheists have brought up, uh, no, I would not want to do that. 
because forever is an extremely long time. It's unfathomable. 10,000 years, million years, a billion years. What? It just keeps going. And eventually I will become unyieldingly bored. Hmm. There are no, no matter how much I try to change my schedule, find out about, about new things to do. I've explored every reaches of every galaxy. I've a million times over. I've done it a million times over. Eventually just how the math of infinitude works. Yeah. It will be done multiple, multiple times. Yep. And I will reach the point where every single moment of existence is just intolerably boring. That's the claim that they're making about an eternal state. Right. So I, I can like appreciate where that's coming from. I don't think we ever get there in human life. Like no, I don't think the just, unbearable boredom. I don't think we allow ourselves to. The I, whole point of this exercise they're bringing up is like infinity amount of time is what's producing right. that state. There's no, you can't escape it. It's inevitable. tune into some other podcast to find out <laughs> how do you how to address that address problem. That, yeah, <clears throat> but eventually psychic entropy will catch up with you, and no amount of stimming right. will help. <laughs> but at least uh, bring it back to our human earthly life. I don't think we reach intolerable boredom. I haven't. Or we just don't allow ourselves to. We just yeah. we distract ourselves. I forget. Um, it might even be the very first episode of uh, Michael Stevens. Yeah, yeah. It's his... Uh, What's it called? Oh, my gosh. Mindfield. Mind, yeah, Mindfield. Mindfield. Yeah, season one. And he puts himself one. in isolation for three days without any... Right. Uh, diurnal rhythms, right? It's just a lit room. Yeah, it's just a fluorescent lit room, white padded walls, a bed. He's got some food rations. No reading. Toilet. No toys. But that's it. Um, and after like 24 hours, he like takes a nap and he has already lost track of time. He's like, oh, I think it's been about 48 hours and it's yeah. been like a day. <laughs> and he talked about going, like being really, really bored. Yep. And he did stimming. He did push ups and stuff or he would like, play around with his mattress or talk to the camera was another form of stimming. And maybe, well, maybe you would go insane pretty quickly. I don't think it would take that long, man. He was starting to fade, wasn't he? Yeah. Even by the three days. Well, what happened to him was he couldn't tell what he what he had dreamt and what was real. So he would like go to sleep and dream about somebody coming into the room and saying, hey, time's up. Oh. And then he would wake up and like he was still in the room. And he just really lost track of reality for a little bit. Yeah. There. Well, and I think he reported being... Like there's anxiety yeah. about like have they forgotten have me they in forgotten the room? Me. Yeah, because it felt like way more than mm -hmm. three days. Yeah, it's crazy, interesting. It's crazy, but maybe that's kind of irrelevant. I don't know what I was trying to remember. He it might have even been in that episode, but he talked about how boredom can be the breeding ground for creativity. Like our mind will yeah try to bring things to memory to stimulate us. Yes. And then that will lead to some other activity. So I'd like to think that's what's going on in my brain I when I go about trying to find the new game. It's like, hey, have you thought about something new that you haven't done before? Ha has your boredom ever led you to work? Getting back to the work play thing. Are you ever so bored that you go, you know what? I'm going to go renovate the basement. It has not <laughs> led to that for me. No. no. Okay. <laughs> to uh, working out. That's happened. I don't know if that's work. But. Yeah, I might include that. It could be. I think it has for me, or I've at least thought, well, if I'm going to solve my boredom one way or another, might as well get these things off my to-do list. I think I've had that experience. I'm worried that we don't know what work is still. We still haven't figured it out. It's not a mental state. 
That's what we said. It's the I, attitude. I still am leaning in that direction, but have we? has it been disproven? Now, what if we try to add something into it because I'm worried about this objection with like criminal work, the burglar. Oh, is he working or playing? Right. <laughs> the thief. Well, isn't it weird to say like, the, I don't know, the burglar is at, at work or playing? Yeah, it's strange. Should it be a, a rightly ordered <laughs> mindset? You know, that's it can't be a criminal bringing mind. order out of chaos. Not creating more chaos. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So maybe to try to wrap it up to something more practical, uh, most of us have jobs, yeah, which is different from work. A job is, you might think, well, usually we use them interchangeably. Yeah. I have to go to work. Well, really, you're going to your job. You get paid to do something. The pay, yeah, someone is paying you for your time. That's a job. Yeah, but it could doesn't have to be work. It doesn't have to be work. So part of my job is work for me. And part of it is joy for me on this mindset view of work. Yeah. Um, and so isn't the goal that I should try to find a job that has no work? Not necessarily. Here's why. Okay. So tell me, cause I was about to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> cause I'd rather have a job that has moments of work, but really high moments of joy instead of a job that has no work and it's all kind Very of flat flat joy yes is that fair yeah I'm on I board. think that's a fair trade-off I'm on board yeah I don't even monotony. know we want to avoid monotony I'm not sure what the job for Clinton would be that is pure joy oh you're just a little moment of self-discovery here on the podcast <laughs> you're asking for but some no, career but, advice but in so just as I stand as a person right now yeah and the amount of virtue i have to have a positive mindset about mm -hmm. my situation and what i'm currently doing um i don't know if what that job would look like or i was always in the play state i don't, I know. don't know if such a thing really exists for any person yeah because even like i said earlier my creative endeavors that are done from a spirit of play can quickly turn into work now I'm confronted with challenges. I can hear maybe the more conservative theologian coming back and saying, well, yeah, God cursed the ground against man in Genesis three uh, creation fights back. Yeah. yeah. So no matter what you try to do, <laughs> you'll, work, be, you'll, you'll be, in, be frustrated. Yeah. That's kind of funny, but maybe there is, there's something to that. Cause I can't think of any, Right, I'm thinking... Jo any job. Right, so I'm even imagining, you know, okay, Twitch streamer, I'm going to play games all day. Well, there's a lot of work involved in that. Oh, man. Like building an actual stream career, like you're streaming for 10 hours straight, engaging with an audience, making sure you mention all the tips, and mm -hmm. you've got marketing that you need to do, and it's not just play. No, no. I mean, even... A so, obviously, we look at the top-end streamers, like a ninja that's making millions of dollars and stuff. And that's a grind, let alone all the different streamers underneath them that don't make any money from it or yep. just going along. I mean, to me, that's borderline like ditch digging in yep. a way. It's so repetitive day after day. Yep. And not like a ton of, at least with ditch digging, you can see that you, the ditch at I the end ditch, yeah. that you'd have dug. Even fa famous musicians, I think I did a Q&A one time at a Reliant K show and asked them what's been the biggest challenge about or biggest surprise about being a... I don't know, mm -hmm. successful musician. And it was that this thing that you loved can end up feeling like work sometimes. 
Wow. Which which is really interesting. Oh, I wish I could remember the name of it. I think Mark was it Mark Twain wrote something like this. He um, is a guy who wrote. Yeah. He I think he has a little story or poem about riding on a riverboat. Mm. Like captaining a riverboat down yeah. a river. And when he first started doing it, he absolutely loved it and the challenge that it presented of navigating some of the banks and turning properly and the speed you would need to get to your destination on time. And just as he kept doing it over the years, eventually he despised the river because mm-hmm. he knew all he knew its insides That's and outs. That's the thing, the challenge, the equilibrium. Yeah. Psychic it no longer presented a flow in. state right. for him. Right. He mastered the skill and it became quickly boring because the challenge didn't increase. Wow. wow. That's great. Great insight. Yeah. So what does that mean for folks out there that maybe... Let's, like they're bored in their jobs? Let's put a psychiatrist hat <laughs> of people that are bored with their job. Yeah, what do you do? What What's the practical takeaway here? I reckon you, you look for a way to increase challenge at your job. Are you want, Do you want them to gamify it like the yes. prison? Yes. <laughs> the prison but seriously, people? like... Say you, I don't know, maybe you can start. This might sound really dumb. I'll try to go get a Coke from the fridge every no hour and five minutes. No, no. That's the game. It's like, <laughs> it's like this sounds like something you would tell a kid to do when they, you want them to pick up their toys or something. But I don't know. Time yourself. See if you can get really freaking good at whatever it is you do. Really give yourself to it and see if you can become just excellent at it and derive hmm. joy from being excellent at it. I think that I don't know that that works for every job. But I reckon there's a lot out there that if you actually tried a bit harder and created challenges for yourself, mm. you would find it more interesting. Now, I'm thinking of a large majority of our workforce drives semi-trucks, and it's actually illegal for you to arrive before the scheduled time. Is it really? Because they'll that. know that you have sped. Oh, wow. Yeah. So You must take at least this length of time, so they can't get faster. So for truckers, that's What tough. do they do? For you... But see, with that job, you can be doing recreative things like listening to podcasts like this yep you might be trucking right now but honestly you know but yeah that, music flow state music not all jobs afford that luxury yeah dude if you're trucking and you're bored just see if you can install a real nice sound system see mm-hmm. if they'll let you do that oh i'm sure well blast the music own, many own their own rig you know you can do, do it really oh yeah i didn't know that sarah's dad did he that owned his own rig mm-hmm. wow there you go well anyway Anyway, some jobs will be easier to gamify than others. That's the bottom line. That's your big suggestion? Yeah. By gamify, I just mean create extra challenges for yourself that demand excellence and skill and then attempt to be... So stay at your job. Give it a go. Don't immediately go to look for the thing. I say try that. Okay. You might be able to find more pleasure doing what you're doing than you think. And I think this may be obvious, but just to kind of put it in the terms we've been talking about, if you're looking for that job that has more play than work involved Mm -hmm. just be careful because the jobs that seem like they have a lot of play have behind the scenes work that you wouldn't think exists yeah yeah would you say that's fair i do think that's fair i think i mean just a simple example when i did university teaching i thought i wanted to do that for a really long time there's part of me that still really enjoys that yeah but it's not all just teaching your students in the classroom no. there's a lot of grading there's going to departmental little uh meetings, meetings. on whatever 
just different administrative details that they want you to include. So there's just like kind of annoying, frustrating parts to any job that might fall in the work category, depending on who you are. Yeah. Or maybe you'll find it joyful. You like administrative tasks. (laughs) Just depends. Yeah. Well, hopefully this has been somewhat helpful. The musings on. (laughs) Yeah. At least how to stave off boredom. Recreation. Like we said that, I mean, we're just kind of shooting from the hip. Not really a well worked out idea, but I think the going idea is work is a mindset. Yes. And you can change it to, you can change your mind and be joyful and playful in the moment. Yes. Uh, it's just something to, like anything else, can you just practice being that way? I think so. Okay. I think first you have to recognize that you are that way. Mm-hmm. I, you need to recognize in yourself, oh, I'm resisting what's happening right now. I'm resisting this work internally. Mm. And flip a switch. You know what? I'm going to, for a moment, consider it like this is the first time I've ever painted a house. And this is my house. And I get to paint it whatever color I want. Yeah. And I'm going to take joy in it. Yeah. See if that doesn't reframe it for you. Just the intentional living. Yeah. There might be limits to that, but. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Anyway, where can they reach us? Open to truth podcast at gmail.com. Please, by all means, send in your comments. I'm sure there is a ton to pick apart here. I probably will when I listen back to it <laughs> yeah. a, f- a few hours from now before posting. Um, yeah, and be sure to... Uh, what would really help us at this stage is leaving reviews on iTunes. I'd love that. Uh, about Boy. half of our listeners are coming from Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. So even more will find it if you leave reviews. Yeah. So please go ahead and do that. Do that only for five-star reviews please. Uh, <laughs> and just let us know. Just kind of give us some feedback how we're doing. Send us an email. If you are enjoying the podcast, we'd really love to hear about that yeah. as well. Uh, like the Facebook page, tell your friends, and we'll see you next time. Sweet. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.